Welcome to Front Office Bros. Today, we're going to be talking about dynasty trade targets for veterans that were affected by the NFL draft. We like to call this speed trading. How it works is we will review a player's value on keep, trade, cut, and then tell you whether we would trade for or trade away the player. Before we get started, we are a new channel, so if you enjoy this content, we ask you to smash that like button to show your support. Hut, hut, hike! The Seattle Seahawks drafted running back Zach Charbonnet in the second round. So what does this mean for Kenneth Walker? Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues, a fair value for Kenneth Walker would be wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, tight end Kyle Pitts, running back Josh Jacobs, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away running back Kenneth Walker? I think for me, I would rather have those players except for Josh Jacobs. Um, I was not a huge fan of uh, Charbonnet coming out of the combine. Second round draft capital is great, um, but I still believe in Kenneth Walker. I think this is more of an insurance piece for Seattle. I'd rather have Jackson Smith and Jig, but I think he's a um, top end talent in terms of wide receiver. I think it's going to take a year for him to really reach that threshold for fantasy. Definitely would rather have Kyle Pitts, even though I'm historically low on Kyle Pitts in general compared to most people. Um, and then Tua, I think, is a great quarterback. Josh Jacobs is one where it's running back for running back. That's where I go. I'd rather have the youth with Kenneth Walker and the upside there. So I would keep uh, Kenneth Walker if I had to trade for Josh Jacobs. Realize I'm trading him away and taking those other players. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dustin. That was going to be my exact answer as well, uh, that I'd be willing to trade away Kenneth Walker for those three players, but I wouldn't do it for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I would definitely trade him away right now. We talked about him recently, and the thing about him is that he was third in rushing attempts after Rashad Penny got injured in the Saints game and was out for the year. So now you got Zach Charbonnet coming in. He's going to eat into those carries. So Jackson Smith and Jigba is a young receiver, going to be a rookie this year. I think he's got a lot of potential. Don't like him in the short term, but in the long term, once Lockett's out of the picture, I think he'll be a really good player in Seattle. And I definitely would take Pitts and Tua instead of Kenneth Walker. Josh Jacobs, that's the one that we're kind of uh, in the middle about. I think I would trade away Kenneth Walker for Josh Jacobs because I think I could get Josh Jacobs plus for Kenneth Walker. I don't think it has to be a one-to-one. So I'd rather take Josh Jacobs plus instead of Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I guess that's where I fare more on the Dustin side. I'd rather have the youth of Kenneth Walker. And, you know, I'm not totally out on, out on Kenneth Walker either. You know, he's a guy I really liked last year. I know with Zach Charbonnet incoming, it's, you know, not the best situation for him, but also don't want to overreact to that as well. Yeah, I think that's the big, I think a lot of people are going to be overreacting. A lot of people were really high on Charbonnet. Some people were saying like he's right up there with Gibbs as their number two, number, you know, 2A, 2B type thing in their rookie rankings. Um, it depends on what you can get. Jacobs plus a, a second. Yeah, I'll take that. But Jacobs in a third, I think I'd still rather have Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I think for me, Josh Jacobs is just going to have way more volume. There's no other running back that he has to really contend with on that offense. Whereas with Kenneth Walker, I think his value is going to take a pretty huge dip. If you wait in the season to see what he ends up doing with Charbonnet, I think that could be pretty problematic. So while we don't know until the start of the season, I'd rather capitalize on his value now uh, instead of possibly holding on to him for too long for you know Josh Jacobs for this upcoming season but really after this year we've there's a lot of unknown about him you know so I think that's why I'd be more comfortable with 
Walker for the future. At least I know he's, you know, for the most part, I don't expect him to be going anywhere else, but the Seattle Seahawks. And then, you know, with Jacobs after this upcoming season, you really don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. And even if this is like a, a true 50, 50 backfield, like Zeke and Pollard last year, both of those guys were worth rostering and starting for fantasy as RB twos. Um, so yeah, you may take a little dip this year with the value between Jacobs and Walker, but I do think long-term you're getting the more value out of Walker than you are Jacobs. The Detroit Lions drafted running back Jameer Gibbs at the number 12 pick in the draft, which led them to trade DeAndre Swift to the Philadelphia Eagles for a future fourth-round pick based on keep trade cut values for Superflex leagues. A fair value for DeAndre Swift would be wide receiver Jay Flowers, tight end George Kittle, running back J.K. Dobbins, and wide receiver Calvin Ridley. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away running back DeAndre Swift? Yeah, you know, I think based on those values, um, you know, as crazy as this to say, since uh, we've been so down on the guy, I think I'd be trading for DeAndre Swift. Um, you know, I really like a situation incoming with the Philadelphia Eagles, getting a chance to leave the Lions who just didn't use him enough. And the Philadelphia Eagles really like to run the ball. And Miles Sanders has left a lot of production uh, to be had for DeAndre Swift here. So, you know, Zay Flowers, I mean, I, I he's the interesting rookie with the Ravens. Um, just not sure how that situation is going to really kind of work out for him. There's a lot of other guys to get the ball to as well. Um, you know, George Kittle is uh, one of those top fantasy tight ends, but he's a lot of, you know, kind of boomer bust guy. Um, so I think I'd rather have Swift over him. And then, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins is a guy I've traditionally liked, but if the Baltimore Ravens are kind of going to go away from that run first uh, scheme that they had, you know, with this new offense coordinator and the pieces they have, it seems like they're going to go more pass heavy. So um, I'd still uh, be willing to trade for Swift in that case. And then Ridley's the interesting one. Uh, he's kind of the ultimate wild card that, you know, that'd be a tough one, but I think I'd still be willing to trade Deon for Deandre Swift with all these guys. You know, Judd, normally we agree, but I could not disagree more. I am <laughs> selling Swift for whatever you can get for him. Wow. He's basically worthless at this point. Wow. Whoa. But if, if this was a fourth round rookie, let, let's say a, a rookie in the, who got drafted in the fourth round this year, right? Pick someone. Would you be trading that rookie for for these guys? No, you wouldn't because the draft capital is not there. They got a, they spent a fourth round for Swift. Swift can't stay healthy. He's going to the Eagles, who had Miles Sanders last year, but still rotated in Gainwell. Who still have Rashad Penny. Swift to me going into this year, even on the Lions, was a third down pass catching back. Like that's what he is. He's the new Kareem Hunt. That's all he is now. He's a third down pass catching back. He might be the best pass catching back there is, but he's not a workhorse back. He just can't do that. That's not his skill set. He hasn't been able to do it in Detroit. I would sell him for anything I could get him for. I would love to have Zay Flowers. I would love to have George Kittle, even though he's old and probably only has two years left. J.K. Dobbins is just a better DeAndre Swift. He's better at everything he does, and he can stay healthy. Calvin Ridley is going to be a monster for Jacksonville, and I don't even like Trevor Lawrence. I would trade Swift away in a heartbeat for these guys, and that'd be a steal for me to get those guys. Wow. So wait, wow, JK, wow, wow. J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy? I mean, he can stay just as healthy as DeAndre Swift. <laughs> wow. So that was that was quite the take from uh, Dustin Ludke over here. I, yeah. I'm, here. Here's the thing. I'm not a DeAndre Swift fan. Haven't been. 
I've been out on him for, for quite a long time. And had he still been in Detroit and the whole Jameer Gibbs thing didn't happen, I would say I'm moving away from him. However, he's going to Philadelphia. There's the vacated attempts and the vacated targets from Miles Sanders. DeAndre Swift can't stay healthy, but if he is able to, you're talking about him having the possibility of getting over 200 attempts because that was what was left behind with Miles Sanders. So to me, he wants to prove his doubters wrong. He has one year left until it's a free agent. We know when players are in contract years, they look the ball out so they can cash out. So to me, I would trade for DeAndre Swift. I, I ideally would like to hold him, but here's my caveat. I would be trading him away after he after this year. When he becomes a free agent, he signs, whether he signs with Philadelphia or goes somewhere else, then I'd be looking to trade him away. But at this point, I feel like I could hold on to him or possibly get him now. And I think his value is going to only increase from here. So that's why I would personally want to trade for him as well. I just don't see how his value goes up. He goes from the Lions, even before Gibbs, it was just him. And they brought in Dave Montgomery because they knew that Swift couldn't carry the load. Obviously, the Lions drafted Gibbs because they knew Swift couldn't be that piece. He goes to the Eagles, who signed Rashad Penny, who can't stay healthy as well. They have Kenneth Gainwell, who played really well last year. Obviously, the Eagles let Miles Sanders go in free agency because they knew what they had in Sanders and what they could get in free agency was going to be enough. They just traded a fourth for Swift because Swift had no value left in trade. Everyone should have. I heard the Browns were trying to trade for Swift. Like, he was just a piece that you're like, okay, he's a youngish guy. Like, let's throw it out there. He can be a, he's a depth piece. That's all he is for the Eagles. I don't see him being a starter. I don't see him getting a bulk of the Miles Sanders carries. I think that goes to, Penny when he's healthy, and then Kenneth Gainwell. Like I said, I think Swift is a third down specialist at best. I just think he has very little value. I'm really surprised you can get those guys for him right now on Keep Trade Cut. I like I said, I'd be excited to get those guys from him. Wow. So you think Kenneth Gainwell can handle the workload? I think a combination of Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad. It's great. It's going to be Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad Penny slash Swift when whichever one's healthy at the time, which may be neither of them. And then Boston Scott will play against the Giants and, and score on the Giants left and right. So those three guys can get rest in those two games. I think it's going to be a rotation, a heavy rotation of those four guys, really three guys, because one of them is going to be hurt most of the time between Penny and Swift. So I think it's going to be a heavy rotation. I do think Gainwell can take over a good chunk of that work. And we still have guys like Zeke and Fournette out there. So who knows? The Eagles could bring in a veteran to be a first, second down. I doubt it, but there's possibility. I don't think Swift has a lot of value, and I'm surprised that his value is that high on trade calculators. When it comes to him being traded for a fourth-round pick, I think that's carrying way too much stock for you. A lot of times when it comes to veteran players, they get traded for pennies on a dollar, late-round picks, fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks. To me, it, it doesn't necessarily matter what the Philadelphia Eagles gave away to acquire him. Once he's on the team, they're going to be able to say, okay, who's the best running back? in our stable of running backs and who's going to help us be most successful. So based on a talent perspective, Swift is the most talented by far. And I think also you are quite the Kenneth Gainwell fan. So I think your bias is uh, possibly uh, creeping in here a little bit. I am a big Kenneth Gainwell fan. I will say that. Ah, I'm a big okay. believer in him. That explains a lot. I just don't see it from Swift. I mean, he's, 114 carries his rookie year, 13 games, 13 games his second year, 151 carries, 14 games, only 99 carries last year. Like, I don't see him carrying the ball a ton 
and I don't see his skill set being great. Like he averages, yes, he had great yards per carry average of 5.47 last year, five touchdowns, but clearly they were using Jamal Williams in a role to supplement him. Like he's 5'9", 280 is not that big. Rashad Penny's 5'11", 220. Like Rashad Penny's 6.7 yards per carry. Now he only had 57 attempts last year in five games. But the year before, 6.29, 10 games, 119 carries, like 5.69 his second year in 2019. 2020, he only played three games, had 3.9 carries. So, like, I think Penny's the better back. But, again, health is going to be the issue in, in Philadelphia. And I can see Gainwell, with his pass-catching ability, being more on that offense and being out there more to have that role um, in that offense with Jalen Hurts and those wide receivers. So moral of the story is, if you're in a league with Dustin, make sure you trade him Kenneth Gainwell because you'll get a good price. I will trade him. You can, you can, you can trade me what you can have DeAndre Swift for free. He might get dropped in some league. Oh, oh, no. uh, we'll, hey, Steve, we'll put it on the board right next to o- Obadell Beckham and DJ Chark. It'll be DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell. We'll make that. We'll make that deal right now. Oh, I'll take that deal all day long. I would rather have DJ Chark than DeAndre Swift. I mean, and you know how I really, feel about DJ Chark. Is that really a fair comparison across the different positions there? Like, I mean, I'm just saying, I think DJ Chark is hot trash. And I think. Kevin, oh, you think, think DJ Chark, Chark is hot trash? Oh, yeah. He's hot trash. He's definitely hot trash. Yeah. Wow. Well, right. Dustin, Dustin's got some garbage collection that uh, he's running <laughs> through with. So as we go to the next player, <laughs> the Denver Broncos didn't draft a tight end in this year's draft, but did trade for former Saints tight end Adam Trotman, who has familiarity with Sean Payton. They also traded up into the second round to draft wide receiver Marvin Mims. Based on keep trade cut values for Superflex Leagues, a fair value for Greg Dulcich would be wide receiver Sky Moore, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, tight end Evan Ingram, and tight end Sam LaPorta. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away tight end Greg Dolcich? Uh, I'm trading for Greg Dolcich for those prices. I don't think the Adam Troutman, you know, trade impacts his value at all. Troutman had, you know, in 2021 with Sean Payton, 43 targets, 27 receptions, two touchdowns. Like he didn't do a ton. I mean, even last year we thought he was great. He had one touchdown on 18 receptions. Like he's not a great tight end. I think he's a depth piece. When we're looking at guys like Sky Moore, who hasn't done squat, Jalen Hyatt's a rookie who's <laughs> a rookie whose game is built on speed, but wasn't that fast of the combine. And then Evan Ingram is the only one I might trade for Evan Ingram, but I think you get the years out of out of Dulcich over Ingram. Ingram's on that franchise tag. We'll see if the Jaguars can keep him. Um, I just want the stability of Dulcich going forward um, past this year. So I'll take Dulcich over all three of those guys, and even Sam Laporta. I think Detroit was my favorite landing spot for a tight end. I really like Sam Laporte. I think he was a top three tight end for me. He might be the one I might think about, but we'll see what happens as those Lions, you know, Hendon Hooker next year because Goff's probably gone. Jameson Williams eventually come back this year from his suspension. We'll see if there's enough targets to go around in that office for Sam Laporta. Yeah, so I would trade Dulcich away for the tight ends, Evan Ingram and Sam Laporta. Um, but wouldn't be willing to do it for Sky Moore or Jalen Hyatt. The wide receivers there just, you know, don't really interest me. Um, I am a bit more concerned than Dustin, you know, with the Troutman coming in than forward Greg Dulcich. Um, just in the just in the simple fact that Dulcich hasn't really developed as a blocker, and that's clear to me what Sean Payton is really wanting to do with his Broncos offense, and that's what Troutman excels at. So I think 
you know, depending on how quickly Dulcich develops into that, you know, being a capable blocker, well, it could determine how much playing time he gets. And that's kind of my concern for Dulcich going forward here. Yeah, for me, I actually would trade away Dulcich for all of the above. I'm very concerned about Greg Dulcich. Anytime you have a regime change, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, George Payton was there when they drafted Greg Dulcich, but he was a fifth in the Nathaniel Hackett offense. Now you've got Sean Payton coming in, and he's the one who drives the X's and O's. So I'm very concerned about Greg Dulcich's role there. Not even The Adam Troutman thing is an aspect of it, but I'm actually even more concerned because of the Marvin Mims selection. Having them trade up into the second round, they're most likely not – they're going to be running more 11 personnel instead of 12 personnel. So you could expect – and I wouldn't even be surprised if they ran four receiver sets – you know, because you've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and Marvin Mims. So with all those guys available to be used, you know, are they really going to use Greg Dulcich as a receiving entity for the Broncos? And like you said, he's the, you know, he's not a good blocker, or he had, or he could improve in blocking. And Troutman's a better blocker. So the only thing that only player I could remember that was any good in the tight end position for Sean Payton was Jimmy Graham. And at the end of the day, you know, Greg Dulcich is not a Jimmy, not Jimmy Graham. So to me, I would I would reset the tight end clock with Sam Laporta. I like Evan Ingram better in his role in that offense. And I'll take a flyer on those receivers hoping they strike gold. Yeah, for me, I think the the trading for Adam Troutman is a death nail for the Albert O truthers out there. Like I think he's done in Denver. I still think Dulcich has a role in the receiving game. You're right. He's not a good blocker. But I don't think they want him for that. I think they want him to play a little more outside, have Troutman play the inline tight end. So you might see a split in snaps, but you might see still see Dolce's run routes on 90% of his snaps. Like he still is going to be out there. He might just stay up, play off the ball, play kind of a slot receiver, um, and be out there more and catch more passes. If he's running routes, if he's playing 50% of the snaps and Troutman's playing 50%, but Dolce's is running routes on 90-95-plus percent of his snaps, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I guess what just concerns me is the fact that the Broncos have brought in two tight ends uh, via free agency and now trade, and they're both just you know primarily run blockers, and that's something Alberto and Greg Dulcich don't excel at at all. <laughs> yeah, the Green Bay Packers trade quarterback Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets, which finally allows Jordan Love to take over as a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. In the draft, they selected multiple receiving options for him with wide receiver Jane Reed. Tight end Luke Musgrave and tight end Tucker Craft. So based on keep trade cut values for super flex leagues, a fair value for Jordan Love would be wide receiver Quentin Johnston, wide receiver DJ Moore, running back Nick Chubb, and tight end TJ Hawkinson. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away quarterback Jordan Love? Yeah, you know, I think I'd be comfortable trading away Jordan Love. You know, we just we simply just haven't seen the guy play enough football. I don't know if he's going to turn into be anything. Uh, you know, the, the Packers offense, you know, is, is okay with it as far as the talent goes. Um, you know, I, I don't know how he's going to turn out. So, you know, I'd kind of rather take some of these other guys um, over Jordan Love. And if there's somebody who really likes Jordan Love now being the starting quarterback for the Packers, I, I think I'd be willing to uh, trade him away and take the value there. I think I'm going to keep, I'm going to be trading for Jordan Love. Um, I really like Hawkinson and that tight end position. He might be top two or three this year, but I still want Love in a super flex league. 
there's a lot of question marks at quarterback this year, right? Sam Howell's he going to start in Washington? Is it Baker or Kyle Trask in Tampa Bay? We know Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, we haven't seen it, but he's had three years to learn from Aaron Rodgers and that offense. He has three years in that offense, so it's not a regime change. It's the same offense he's had for three years. Has some good weapons. They added some more. Still has a good run game. So I'm going to bank on Jordan Love being serviceable as a QB2 in Superflex leagues, and those are super valuable. Um, and we don't know. The upside could be huge, right? With all the other question marks, people are going to be searching for starting quarterbacks. There's going to be people out there who are going to be picking up both Baker and Kyle Trask because they don't know. They're going to be picking up you know, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and Sam Darnold because they don't know who the starter is. Having a guy you know is the starter in a super flex league is super valuable for depth. You know, He may be my QB2 and he may get rotated in with my QB3 on my team, but I'm going to take him over those other positions. Even TJ Hawkinson, because I think you can get depth to the tight end later. So I will trade for Jordan Love. I'm definitely trading Jordan Love away. I, I actually think that keep take keep trade cut, which is a you know crowdsourcing platform. I think they need to have some sort of market correction. I can't believe the amount of value you can get for trading away Jordan Love. We haven't seen him play more than I don't even know if like I think he started like a game or two. This is mere projection of what he could be with the Green Bay Packers. And just because Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre came in and, you know, did what they did, doesn't mean that Jordan Love is just going to follow in their footsteps. To me, he's got some decent players around him. I get that. And I do like Jordan Love. I like I like the possibility of it. But you're telling me I could get TJ Hawkinson, which in my opinion is it the tight end one group you know, when it comes to dynasty values. And then you're talking about the idea of getting possibly DJ Moore, Quentin Johnston, and Nick Chubb. I, I mean, to me, I was shocked to see that you could get so much for trading away Jordan Love, which is, again, who knows what he's going to be. I think maybe that's why, because there's such mystery around him. But really, he's only committed with the package for two years. They have him for this year. They negotiated. They didn't get a fifth. He didn't get a fifth year option, but he basically got like a negotiated fifth year. So he's basically on there for two years. I think that's a good enough time for them to evaluate how good he is. This would be interesting. I, I wonder how many trades actually happen in dynasty leagues with Jordan Love because the results of what could happen is just completely all over the board. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a matter of that it's super flex and having three. You need three quarterbacks in a super flex league, really, right? Like that's the depth piece and that position scarcity becomes so much more there. So I think that's why his value is so high. And I'll take the risk on him. Like I'm generally a low risk type person when it comes to getting players, but I'll take the risk on Jordan love as my QB two QB three with that upside, because we've seen it from the Packers and we know what we're getting. Like we're not, there's not a lot of question marks. It's not like I'm getting a new regime question mark. It's not like I'm getting, you know, yes, he's basically a rookie, but we've seen a little bit of it and he's seen some minor flashes of it. So I'll take that, that risk with him in that offense. For IB, uh, definitely willing to trade him to you, Dustin, if you, <laughs> you want to take the risk of that and, and bet on him, ha- have at it. I'll take the proven guys. The Seattle Seahawks have drafted wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba with the 20th pick in the NFL draft. He now joins the wide receiver core consisting of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Based on keep trade cut values for super flex leagues, a fair value for Tyler Lockett would be quarterback Sam Howell, tight end Darren Waller, running back Khalil Herbert, and wide receiver Kadarius Toney. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away wide receiver Tyler Lockett? 
Yeah, this is a tricky one because I think it comes down to what your team is. If you're a win now, I think I'm trading for Tyler Lockett. Um, over all these guys except for Kadarius Tony, I want Kadarius Tony no matter what in this route. So I would trade Tyler Lockett away for Tony. But when it comes to Hal Waller and Herbert, um, if I'm a win now, I want to I want to acquire Lockett because he's going to produce this year. But I think after this year, he might be done, um, or he's going to take a backseat role to JSN. Um, but if you're in a rebuild, I think trading him away for you know. Khalil Herbert and Sam Hell makes sense. Not so much for Darren Waller, so I'm probably trading Waller and, and getting Lockett in both cases. Um, but I does think it's it's team dependent. If you're trying to win now, I think Lockett still holds value this year with Geno there. Geno probably isn't there next year. They probably get a rookie, um, and that might not be great for Lockett. And if he sticks around, if they're trying to shed some cap, they may move on from Lockett next year. So I think it's a mixed bag, but I think overall I'm trading him away for Tony. I'm trading Waller to get Lockett. And then the other two, I think it depends on how your team is built. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I I agree with the from a winning sense. I would definitely be trading um, for Tyler Lockett, especially I feel like his the these values are kind of on the lower side for him, honestly. Um, I Apparently, you're a big Tony guy. I don't, I don't, uh, I'd be very comfortable trading him away for Tyler Lockett. I think, um, you know, especially depending on, you know, as we mentioned, if you're in rebuild trading way, Sam, how it might not make sense. But I think the only guy I necessarily um, wouldn't is possibly Darren Waller. You know, I could see him having a good year in the Giants offense, um, hoping that Daniel Jones takes that next step. And, you know, they traded for him. So I think he could be a potential focal point in the offense. Yeah, I think Tyler Lockett, just based on his age, I think, like you guys were mentioning, I think depending on are you a rebuilding team or are you a win now team will really affect whether you're going to trade for or trade away Tyler Lockett. But I would say based on these values in general, I would trade for Lockett. I find that Lockett is very often disrespected in a lot of ways as people, he's an afterthought a lot of times, but he ends up continuing to ball out. I know I regret trading him last year before, you know, who was going to be the quarterback, Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and I thought that Tyler Lockett was just going to fall off the face of the earth, and what do you know? He still retained his value, and Geno Smith did what he did. So I'm kind of with Joe. I think when it comes down to it, uh, I'm not – Kadarius Tony. I don't think I want anything to do with that Chiefs receiver room. Um, they've got uh, every type of receiver that you'd possibly want, and Mahomes will decide who he wants to use on a, on a game basis. The only guy I really want is Kelsey in that offense. And then the other guys, you know, I understand people like Herbert and Howell, but at the end of the day, I don't, I see Herbert being relevant for this season. And I think that's about it. And Howell, I don't know what to, I don't, I don't expect him to maintain the, the starting quarterback at the commanders. Uh, that organization is going to have a new, uh, you know, ownership group, that ownership group's going to want to do their own thing and possibly, you know, change the direction of the franchise. Uh, so, and I think Lockett probably does better than Waller. So to me, I trade for him. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not draft a running back in the NFL draft this year, paving the way for Rashad White to be the primary running back for this upcoming season. Based on key trade cut values and superplex leagues, a fair value for Rashad White would be tight end Pat Fryermuth, wide receiver Amari Cooper, running back Miles Sanders, and quarterback Jared Goff. So based on those values, would you guys trade for or trade away running back Rashad White? You know, I do like Rashad White this year, but I think uh, with these values, I think I'd be trading him away. Um, you know, I really like uh, Pat Frymuth at the tight end position. Um, 
you know, I think if you're, you know, if you're going for it, that's where, you know, Amari Cooper and Miles Sanders would make sense for you. Um, and then especially given that this is a super flex league, I mean, you can uh, trade uh, Rashad White and get Jared Goff as your, you know, QB too. I think that'd be pretty good values there. Yeah, I love Rashad White this year, but I, and I think I'm trading for him. Uh, just because I get years and I get the the value, I think your your estimate on Jared Goff makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, getting a QB two and a superplex is super important. So I can see myself debating on that trade for a while. Uh, Frymuth, I think, is a good tight end, but I think he's not quite in that top tier, and I think you can replace him easier. Um, and then I get years on Cooper and Miles Sanders, and I'm a huge Miles Sanders fan, especially in Carolina. Um, but I would rather have the years of Rashad White because I think Rashad White can be the starter in Tampa Bay for the next five years, at least his next you know contract, which should be another three, four years. Um, and then he should get another contract after that. So I'm going to take the years and the value on Rashad White over these guys. Um, I like Jared Goff, but I think he's gone after this year. I like Fryermuth, but I don't think he's quite that elite level of tight end. So I will trade them away and, and acquire Rashad White. See, I am going to be trading away Rashad White. The question is for me whether I'm trading him away now or I'm waiting to the trade deadline. I think that we are only starting to see the climb that is people's intrigue in Rashad White. It's only going to grow as we the buildup of the season, uh, you know, keeps keeps happening. I think he's got a great opportunity to do really well this season. I don't think he has that much competition to deal with. We like, you know, volume is king when it comes to running backs. He's going to have it. My thing is, I don't see it being sustainable long term. I think from a longevity standpoint, you're looking at this season for him to do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in another running back next season. They draft a running back and then he isn't the main focal point of the offense. And who knows? This is the part where do I trade him now? Because do they bring back a guy like Leonard Fournette? Or do they bring in a guy like Ezekiel Elliott? And then it's like, oh, great. You know, I thought he was going to have the, the main share of the workload, and now he's going to be, you know, sharing it with, with an older running back. So to me, all those values, Pat Fryermuth, I think, is a great, you know, young tight end. He'll stay with the Steelers. I think he'll continue to be a vocal point of that offense. Cooper's a little bit on the older side, but, uh, you know, he should be a wide receiver one this year uh, and probably the next two years with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Sanders, that's a tough one, but I think long-term, San- I, I, I don't know. I'd be kind of between the – I don't know. You could really go either way. I don't feel that's, that strongly about one or the other. Uh, and then Goff, uh, I probably would keep Rashad Wood. I'm not much of a Goff guy, so I'd say – I guess I'm split. I wouldn't say all the above I'm trading him away. I Just a question of, you know, do I trade him away now or do I wait to the deadline to trade him? Yeah, I think you trade him away now or, or soon, you know, just – be maybe before training camp because I think during that time it very easily the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could bring back a veteran very easily could be Fournette depending on if another team signs him or an Ezekiel Elliott so I think I might trade him away prior to training camp before somebody makes a move on a veteran. Yeah, I think you you trade for him now because I think the fact that they let Fournette go showed me that they are they are confident in what Rashad White can be, and they didn't draft a guy. Like, this was a draft class that was really deep with running backs in that third, fourth round, and they didn't bring one of those guys in. So it shows me that they're confident in what they have in Rashad White and that he can carry the load. So that concludes speed trading for veterans that were affected by the NFL draft. 
before we sign off, Dustin, you were recently at the NFL draft. Anything you want to share about your experience and where other people can find you for some upcoming promotions, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, so I was just at the draft. I will say I just wanted to highlight what the NFL does um, besides the actual draft of like drafting players. They really engage, and the Kansas City Chiefs did a great job involving the community and the people around Kansas City. For me, it was like a top-notch just week of events. There was a ton of community events that don't get talked about enough. Um, I went to a Trent Green uh, party. So shout-out to Trent Green and the Ronald McDonald House of Kansas City. They put on a great event to raise money for that. Um, went to the flag football game where they brought in the play football, NFL Play 60. They were doing like the national championships for youth flag football, and they had another flag charity game with uh, – RDC World and AMP, which are two content groups from Atlanta and I think Texas. And they had Michael Vick and RG3 there and Tyree Kill doing commenting. Just a real great community event. There was fans. All the kids who played in the games beforehand got to stay and watch this thing. Got to be on the Chiefs field. It was a really cool event. They did things. They had Travis Kelsey planting tomatoes at community gardens. There's a lot of cool events around the city that really engaged the community. And the Chiefs really stepped it up in terms of adding their own flair to the draft. They had their own little Chiefs kingdom. They had this giant Mahomes bobblehead they made this double decker bus that they're going to use for like fan events just the way they engage the fans Thursday night there was like 150,000 fans there and it, it just felt like you saw them but you didn't feel them like you saw them all there but you didn't feel like you were packed up everyone was super happy just the way the NFL engages their fan base and fans in general for the event was super good and the way they engaged the community was super awesome to see them really reach out and make the make the draft really impactful to the city not just to the players being drafted so that was really fun to see and you can check me out on Twitter, um, the D Unit 13. I do have some exclusive uh, giveaways I'll be doing probably starting next week. I got some of the alternate logo banners from the draft, so I'll be doing some giveaways for those. And so follow me at T H E D U N I T 13 um, on Twitter, and that's where you can find them there. Awesome. Well, you should definitely be on the lookout for Dustin's promotions. If you enjoyed this content, we ask you to please like this video so others can find it. If you have some trades that you are thinking about making, go ahead and put your comments below on the trade requests, either you're receiving or sending out. We're happy to give you our advice. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.